0: Sapphire. Part 4. Hello, he said in a posh accent, likely the product of private schooling. Natasha blinked. Words failed her until she managed to make, hello. She carefully enunciated the word to mask her working class accent. A casually confident smile spread across his face, revealing a set of white bright teeth. I'm lame. His voice was baritone, Easy to hear above the music. Natasha almost had to shout to match him. Nice to meet you, Liam. I'm Natasha. Natasha, I noticed you looking at me. You were looking at me first. Either way, I thought I should introduce myself and ask if you'd like a dance. Her eyes widened. She was caught off guard by his boldness. Her gaze strayed to his arms, which were thick and defined with corded muscle. Uh, I was going to get another drink. I can buy you one if you'd like. I'm a big girl. I can get my own. What would you like? So, I'm not allowed to order for you, but you can order for me. He chuckled. How does that work? We're doing rounds. That's different. Natasha weighed up her hands. Equality. In that case, I'll have a beer. Any beer. Any beer it is. When she got served, she ordered two red hippos, Those were local craft beers, which apparently had tones of toffee, apple, and hazelnut, according to the menu. Men were often impressed when Natasha drank beer, as if there was any particular skill in guzzling down bottles of malted barley and hops. After handing him his drink, they went to the dance floor. Liam picked a spot near the back. He began moving slowly, elegantly, in a cha-cha-inspired dance with his own unique spin. Natasha who'd taken dance classes since she was a little girl, was far from intimidated. She matched him and even pushed him, challenging him to keep up with her. Surprisingly, he did fine. He was a quick learner. So is it just you out tonight? She asked. Just me. I'm all on my own. How sad. Uh, I was stuck working at home most of the day and nobody else wanted to do anything, but I still wanted to have fun. So he worked from home, was spontaneous enough to go out without making plans and confident enough to go out alone. Some of those traits might be questionable to others, but they were all admirable qualities to her. Don't worry, I'll look after you, she said. I feel very safe and secure now, thank you. DJ Simbo played a dance version of Smooth Criminal and Natasha sped up her moves. Soon, Liam gave up keeping up with her. He just leaned back and watched in admiration. That caused her to beam with pride. After that, he leaned into her so close she could smell his aftershave. I don't think your friends like me very much. What makes you say that? They've been glaring this way all night. Glancing back, Natasha saw both Rebecca and Fiona watching them. Fiona's expression was one of bewilderment, as it was slightly out of character for Natasha to act this way. She was the sort who met men on dating apps or through mutual friends, not clubs or parties. Rebecca's face could be mistaken as expressionless by someone else but Natasha could detect the scorn, the seething thunder in those eyes. This only encouraged her. She danced closer to Liam so that her body was only inches from his. Hunger filled his eyes. She could see how much he wanted to touch her so she guided his hands to her hips. They danced so intimately their pelvises were almost brushing. Maybe it was the drink, the loud music or something else in the air like pheromones but suddenly she felt an overwhelming desire to kiss him. She believed the feeling to be mutual, judging by how much he stared at her lips. So she went for it. She stood on her toes and met him halfway, kissing him hard and deep. He ran his hands through her hair as she worked hers across his back. When she pulled away, after a short eternity, he was grinning. Natasha, I like you. You've seen nothing yet. Who was this confident person? It felt like someone was wearing a Natasha costume tonight. Well, I look forward to seeing the rest. They danced the hours away. The rest of the night melded into a blur of loud music, sweaty faces, grinding, touching, and kissing. Even though DJ Simbo gave fair warning about closing time, it felt so sudden when the soft blue lights were replaced by harsh yellow ones, causing everyone to shield their eyes. Natasha blinked up at Liam. I hope you still like me now that you can actually see me clearly. Even more, if anything. Funny, I was thinking the same. We'd better get going before we get chucked out. They followed a stream of people being ushered outside. When they made it back onto Brook Street, under the naked sky and the glow of the streetlights, they found themselves in the middle of a large crowd half of those present would be eager to find a party, to keep things going while the other half would want to buy food and get back to their beds, to collapse in drunken heaps. Well, that was fun, Liam said. Natasha nodded. Shame that it's over. No other bar or club would be open at this hour, due to licensing reasons. doesn't have to be. Oh, what are you proposing, Romeo? Natasha twirled, her feet and legs still had the urge to dance. Just that I might be able to find us something. A party? Nothing massive. Just a gathering of friends. The people I'm staying with are renting a house on the edge of town. It'd be quiet. But there's more drink in good company. Oh? On the edge of Bern? Not far outside the city centre. She pondered. There's a bus that runs every 15 minutes in the morning, he added. Already planning the morning after. Aren't we presumptuous? He smirked just trying to eliminate potential obstacles. What about my friends? She used the plural on this occasion because she didn't want to explain the drama with Rebecca right now. Besides, she'd have to invite one to get the other. Unfortunately, Fiona and Rebecca were still a package deal. Liam grinned. Now that she could see him clearly, she confirmed he really did have the most piercing eyes. They were almost unnaturally blue, like drawn in ink. They can come too. You sure that'd be okay? You said your friends weren't up for anything tonight. They weren't up for coming into town. But they'll be happy to have something casual at home. Right then. Let me find them. Natasha sifted through the crowd. It took her several goes around to locate them. Amid all the shiny hair and drunken faces. Eventually she spotted them by the doors. Would you like to come to a party? She inquired when she reached them. Whose party? Fiona said. Natasha gestured to Liam. He had followed her, but still stood a little further back, as if intimidated by her friends. He has a place nearby, him and a few friends. Fiona glanced to Rebecca. Rebecca folded her arms and wore a face like stone. I think we're just going to head back to Muse, Fiona said. Oh, come on, don't be boring. So we're being boring for wanting to chill out, Fiona said. I didn't mean it like that. How did you mean it then? Rebecca asked. Why do I feel like I'm being ganged up on? Natasha stepped back. Is everything all right? Oh, everything is just fantastic, Rebecca said. Doesn't sound like it, to be honest. Maybe we just don't like the idea of going anywhere with you, Rebecca said, coming closer so she was only inches from Natasha's face. Becca, Fiona said. What the hell is your problem? Natasha asked. Besides you being rude to me all night, what about him? She pointed at Liam, I explicitly expressed interest in him, then you sneaked off to stick your tongue down his throat. Uh, he was the one who came looking for me. Yeah, right. Why don't you ask him yourself? Is it so hard to believe that just once someone chose someone else over you? It's hard to believe that you disregard my feelings like that. Perhaps realising that Natasha wouldn't be intimidated, Rebecca stepped back to play the victim card instead. I thought we were friends. Friends don't fuck each other's boyfriends. Rebecca's mouth dropped open. An odd thing happened around them. Some people who heard this stepped away, wanting to escape the tense situation. Others closed in, eager to hear more. Oh, don't pretend, you fake bitch, Natasha said, smiling. What did you call me? Before Natasha could reply, Fiona rushed between them. She raised her arms to keep them apart. Come on, girls. I thought we worked past all this. Suddenly the emotion that was a roaring fire within Natasha changed. It culled until there was a weight in her throat. I loved him so much. I really did. I wanted to forgive you, but I don't think you've ever really been sorry for what happened. I can't get past what you did. Rebecca stared, at a loss for how to respond. So you're just going to go back to some stranger's house party rather than come with us, Fiona whispered, out of the hearing of the crowd and lame. Don't be reckless. I'd rather sleep in the street than spend the night with her, Natasha said. Fine, Rebecca said. I'm not wasting any more time on you. She stormed off, pushing through the onlookers who were looking downtrodden as their hopes of a physical altercation died. Fiona watched Natasha. Oh, go on, Natasha said. I know you want to follow your master like a good little pet. Fiona's face flooded with pain. Then she turned and rushed off. The crowd slowly dispersed, and everyone got on with their own business again. Liam approached Natasha from behind and placed his arms around her shoulders. That was rough. Hear much of that, did you? Some of it. Natasha lowered her head. It needed to be said. Nothing wrong with standing up for yourself. It was long overdue. Still up for a party? You said there'd be alcohol. He chuckled. More than you could possibly drink challenge accepted. Liam guided her away from the club to which she was grateful. He guarded her against the crowd moving in the opposite direction than most of them who'd be going towards the Wild West or the town centre. In no time at all they were off Brook Street away from the ruckus coming into Byron streets. That was hardly unusual. After the clubs and bars closed in Figley it became a ghost town very quickly and she imagined Byrne was similar in that respect. Eventually, they arrived into a tiny car park behind some old buildings. Natasha's brow furrowed. Her confusion only mounted as Liam brought out a set of keys, pressed a button, and a car lit up. Wait, I thought we were walking to a taxi stand. No, I'm driving. Aren't you hammered? I'm completely sober. Natasha stared at him. It was such a bizarre statement that it took her a moment to process. But you were drinking. I saw you drinking all night. Alcohol has no effect on me. Everyone says that, I mean it. I could drink a liter of vodka and not even feel tipsy. It's both a blessing and a curse. My body gets rid of toxins very quickly. It sounded to Natasha like the usual sort of mental gymnastics used to arrive upon the bullshit rationale regularly espoused by drunk drivers. Then again, when she observed him closely, she saw or rather failed to see signs of drunkenness. His eyes were alert his posture was firm his stride was concentrated and assured he did seem sober but that raised other concerns she was plastered she realized that much as soon as she'd gotten out into the fresh air should she really be going off alone with a stranger in a house of all his friends his sobriety recontextualized everything about tonight had he picked natasha because she was so obviously drunk and made for an easy target Was he taking her outside the city to be taken advantage of? She heard stories. No matter how attractive he was, that didn't make up for him being some kind of predator. How could she be so stupid? She allowed her inebriation and a handsome face to lead her into a dangerous situation. Liam veered around. Are you all right? I think I should go back to my friends. Whatever last doubt she had was eradicated by the fact he didn't attempt to understand in any reasonable sense For the first time tonight, his face portrayed something other than calm confidence, because people like Liam were control freaks, and this wasn't part of his grand plan. What are you talking about? He said in a tone that implied she was being utterly ridiculous. Natasha began to retreat. I need to see Fiona. I need to apologise. But you were in the right. I don't mean to be rude, but you don't really know anything about it. It was something that needed to be discussed, but not in the way I did it. Drunk on a night out. She's my best friend and I was out of line. She spun around and started power walking in the opposite direction. Liam followed her, but you could just as easily apologize tomorrow. I want to do it now. Why don't you ring her? Here, use my phone. He grabbed her arm. What are you doing? Natasha asked. When she tried to pull away, he tightened his grip and she saw the ugliness within his features. They were twisted and wrought with deep, unnatural lines. It was like his skin was a mask. Hiding a horror that was slowly rising to the surface. Let go of me. She tried to yank harder, but he dug his fingers into her arm and drew her up to him with barely any effort, like a parent dragging a toddler having a tantrum. Clearly, he was strong, but he shouldn't be able to handle her like she was nothing. Please, let me go. He dug his fingers in harder, and she found his nails were sharp, like razors. They drew thick trails of blood. She began hitting him and screaming for someone to help. Next thing she knew, his other hand came flying up. After it struck her, the world lurched into a dizzying blur. Before her body made contact with the ground, all faded to black.